0: well, thank you, seniors. And um, my daughter asked me right before I came up, she said, is there going to be a sermon? <laughs> and I said, I'll, I'm going to keep it real short. She said, good. <laughs> so, um, and I, I am, I know it's, but, but th- today is important that we honor these seniors and bless them. And so um, I'm glad that we get an opportunity to do that and share in their lives together. Um, real, real quickly, if you don't um, know much about my past, you, you may have heard the story, you may not, um, but my, I guess, seventh, sixth out of seventh wilderness trek I went on was a really big struggle. For my first four wilderness treks, where you go to Colorado and you climb up a mountain with backpacks and camp outside, it was a breeze. I was a college athlete and in great shape, and it was not a problem at all. My fifth was right after we had gotten married, and I was still fairly active, and we didn't have kids, and it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But my sixth trek was a bit different. We had had Gracie, and we had been married. My wife and I had developed a deeply profound love for homemade chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes. She had decided to start washing all of my clothes on hot water uh, for some reason. Either that or just mounds of muscle that I was packing on in the weight room that I wasn't going to. But I had somehow made it to a point where I'd gotten up to around 260 pounds And so this picture, this first picture, is on the mountain at Wilderness Trek. The jacket makes me look bigger than I was. (laughs) But right before the summit, we were about an hour from the summit, I had laid down next to a rock, and I told the guides, I said, y'all just go on without me. I'm an adult. I can stay here. Pick me up on the way back. And they said, no, if you don't go, no one else goes. So... I get my pack and we, we head up to Summit. And I remember making it there and just being overwhelmed with emotion and, and getting a signal on my phone and calling my wife and just being in tears because this was so difficult and I had never experienced that ever before athletically. It, it was such a, a big change for me and it was a humbling experience. And so when I came off the mountain, I had all of these, these things that I was going to change in my life. I made a decision in 2007. I was not going to have a soft drink ever again. And so um, July this year will be 10 years since I've had a soft drink. And I've, I've made all these, these, started making all these changes, but the deal is I kind of played around at it. And I would make some progress, and I'd lose 5 or 10 pounds, and then I'd kind of go back to the way it was... And then I heard about a program called P90X, and I thought, well, this is awesome, I'm going to order it. And I ordered it, and I did great for about four weeks, and then kind of went back to the way things were. And this is a picture of my driver's license that was taken when I was about 264 pounds at my heaviest. And the final straw came one day when I had sat down... On the edge of my bed, and bent over to tie my shoes. And I had to take a break because I was out of breath. I'm glad y'all can laugh at my pain. Um, (laughs) But I made a decision finally that I wasn't going to do this anymore. And I changed. And the problem wasn't lack of information. It wasn't that I didn't know how to do this. I mean, I, I mean, and, and today in our world, it's, there's, there's not a problem with lack of information. It's everywhere. If anything, it's too much information. But I've always found this question that Jesus asked, the, the story that we, we read this morning. Landon did such a good job. He was nervous getting up here, but Landon, hey, thank you. Thank you. Great job, buddy. There's this question that Jesus asked this man who's been laying beside this pool. He says, Do you want to get well? And its question has always been so intriguing to me. Do you want to get? Do you want to do something about this? There's this man who is laying beside this pool. This pool is right outside the temple. It's right inside the gates in Jerusalem. And there is this tradition of healing that belongs in this pool. That every so often the waters would be stirred. Um, and verse three and four are kind of missing from your Bible. And it says this. If you can put that up on the screen, Dustin holy or in part paralyzed. This is kind of in the middle of that. And they waited for the moving waters. From time to time, the angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. And the first one into the pool, after each such disturbance, would be cured whatever disease they had. And this passage, it's kind of left out because it was probably added afterwards for context. It's not in our original um, manuscripts. But it was added for context. So there was this tradition around the pool, that the first one into the waters, whenever the waters would stir, would be healed. And so Jesus comes up to this man who's laying beside this pool, and he asks him, do you want to get well? Which is a fascinating question, because I know the answer. Of course you want to get well. You're paralyzed. Why in the world would you not want to get well? Why would you not want to do everything within your power to get into the pool to be healed? See, here's what faith is. Faith is belief. Yes, I don't have my notes. I'm trying to keep it real short. um, Faith is belief expressed in action. Faith is not just this belief It's, I believe, and so my action is going to follow. And he asked him, do you want to be well? Well, of course you want to be well. You're paralyzed. The pool is right there. Why would you not want to get in? it's almost as if Jesus is asking, are you really sure you want to get well? Or have you just become so comfortable where you are? You're unwilling to do what it takes. See, it's pretty easy to be critical. But then I remember my story. Gary, do you want to get well? Gary, do you want to lose weight? Well, yes. But I'm pretty comfortable with where I am. And he responds, he says, well, there's no one who can help me into the pool. There's no one who will do it for me. There's no one who will pick me up and get me to where I need to be. And there's these two really unhealthy responses. The first response is poor me. So you can respond to those circumstances with this this poor me. Well, no one will help me. No one will do it for me. No one. I can't get up early. I can't go to the gym. I can't eat right. And you can be the victim. But there's an unhealthy response on the other side, and we don't see it in the story, but I think it's so prevalent today, too, is it's pride. We, We can get to a place where we respond to the circumstances of life with this pride of, look what I've done. But if the man were to get up and get in the pool, it wasn't what he did that healed him. It would have been the pool that healed him. He just had faith in the waters. See, Jesus asked him this question, do you want to get well? Because it seems to me if you wanted to get well and you had faith that the waters could heal you, you would find a way to get into the waters. Well, I'm paralyzed. Then beg someone to help you. Well, I don't have the information that I need to get from here to there. Well, find someone who does. But I can't walk, then Wiggle. Do something to move towards what you believe has the power to heal you. And he says, well, there's no one to help me. There's no one who can do it for me. And every time I try to get into the water, someone goes ahead of me. Jesus says to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Three imperatives in a row. And these imperatives are not present reality. They are future possibility. Th- this is what could be. You could, in your power, get up, pick up your mat, And walk. You have the ability, you have the power to do it, but you're going to have to take ownership and you're going to have to do it for yourself. See, seniors, there's two things I need you to know and understand. Two things that are really important in your life. The most important things in this world are going to be difficult. The things that matter the most are generally going to be difficult. Do you want to have a healthy marriage and a relationship? Yes, it's going to take work. Do you want to get out of debt? Yes, it's going to take work. Do you want to develop a deep, intimate prayer life? It's going to take work. It's going to be difficult. It does not happen on its own. It's not easy. And the second is this. You're going to have to take the initiative and do it. You are going to have to do it. Jesus does not enable him. Jesus doesn't stop the crowd and say, how can no one help this man? He doesn't say, oh, I feel so bad for you. He just simply says to him, then get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Here's the beauty of Jesus leaving us here on earth is He sends His Spirit to live inside of you and strengthen you and give you power. He sends His Spirit and His Son to heal you and make you whole. But yet you still have the responsibility of get up, pick up, and walk. Get up, pick up, and walk. Do you believe that God can heal your marriage? Great. Get up, pick up, and walk. Are you doing anything in your marriage to strengthen it that says, I believe God has the power to heal it? Well, I want to get out of debt. Well, great. But are you changing things because you believe God has the power to empower you and give you wisdom and give you strength? Then get up, pick up, and walk. There's abuse in my past, sexually or verbally or physically get up, pick up, and walk. And that's not to say that it's easy. It's not to say that it doesn't matter. But the God who lives inside of you has given you the strength to do what you need to do to take the next step. The difficult part is it falls on you. The responsibility falls to you. Jesus heals the man but yet he still leaves the responsibility on him to get up, to pick up his stuff and move forward. I've just been praying so hard for God to help me get out of debt. My question would be, I'm so glad you're praying about it. What are you doing to move in that direction? I've been praying for God to heal our marriage I'm so glad you're praying about it. But what are you doing to put yourself in a position where God can work in your marriage? I'm so glad you want a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. What are you doing to put yourself in relationship more closely with Him? Get up, pick up, and walk. See, the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of what God did was he gave his life to give you life. But he also empowered you to live in this world to be like him. See, we talk a lot about having faith in God and the need for us to trust in him. But here's the beauty, is he trusts in you. Have you ever thought about that? God has some faith in you. He left this entire mission to 12 ordinary men. And he said, you go into this world and preach the good news and baptize people and help them become disciples. Go. I believe that you can be like me and transform and change this world. But it begins with you. It's time. To get up, pick up, and walk. See, most of the things that you're going to do in this world, they're important. They're going to be difficult. And you're going to have to take the initiative and do it. The beauty is Jesus, the God of the universe, has been through what you have been through. He has experienced what you are experiencing. And he promised that he would walk through it with you. Get up. Pick up. Walk. Get up. Pick up. And walk. Father, today, we thank you in Jesus' name that we have been healed, that we have been made whole. And Father, we pray that you would empower us with your spirit to go into this world and give life to this world. To go into this world, Father, with the good news of the gospel, good news that Jesus has died and has risen and that in him we may find new life. Father, empower us and make us a community of faith that not only says we believe that, But, Father, because we believe that, we express that faith in action. Father, we thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, um, if you've never given your life to Christ, we offer you that invitation to come to him, enter into the waters, and be made new. But if you um, have already done that and you simply need prayers, we're going to have our shepherds, our ministry staff around this auditorium in the back. We would love to put an arm around you and pray for you, pray with you, pray over you. Um, Whatever your need, come while we stand and sing.